Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, December 7th, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Three former members of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen will spend between three and four years in prison for taking bribes to help a developer get incentives. We all need to trust the government that is here to serve our needs. And so I find uh, today's sentencing a sad statement of what has happened here. Coming up, we will hear from a reporter who was at yesterday's sentencing hearings. The other big story today centers on St. Louis's search for a new police chief. Residents heard from the four finalists last night. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on the issues discussed and the public's reaction. The four finalists discussed their philosophies towards stemming violent crime, embracing technology, and building trust among citizens. They also talked about holding officers accountable for wrongdoing. South St. Louis resident Ronnie Amin says he wanted to hear more from candidates about the root causes of crime, such as the proliferation of poverty. Some of what what was said seems ideal, but to be honest, it it seemed kind of polished. It seemed kind of prepared. I don't know. It just feels to me um, a little bit more manufactured. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones' administration is slated to select a new chief before the end of the year. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. You can hear much of what finalists Michael Sack, Larry Boone, Melron Kelly, and Robert Tracy said last night at stlpr.org. Now, back to the sentencing of three former members of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen. They admitted to taking cash and other gifts in exchange for helping a developer get incentives. Lewis Reed and John Collins Mohammed will spend nearly four years behind bars. Jeffrey Boyd got a three-year sentence because the amount of gifts he accepted was less. Prosecutors requested such sentences. Attorneys for the three men asked for probation. Scott Rosenblum represented former board president Lewis Reed. He made a mistake. He owned it. And I have no doubt that he will rise like a phoenix from these ashes and continue to do great things for the city. The three also must pay several thousand dollars in fines and they will report to prison at a later date. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman will go in-depth on yesterday's sentencings in a few minutes. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has dropped his legal fights over COVID-19 public health orders, but a Missouri school district has not let him off the hook for one of the lawsuits. The Midwest Newsroom's Steve Vokrot reports. The Lee Summit School District wants a judge to rule whether the Missouri Attorney General had authority to demand that schools rescind COVID measures like mask requirements. Eric Schmidt sued the district and several others earlier in the year, claiming school districts can't insist that students wear masks. The attorney general's office later dismissed its own case. But the Lee Summit District didn't let go. It's arguing that Schmidt doesn't actually want to defend what the district is calling his, quote, meritless claims. A spokesman for Schmidt didn't return a call seeking comment. But in court filings, the office says the whole issue should be set aside because the district isn't requiring masks at the moment. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Steve Vokrat. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is extending the assistance application deadline for some Illinois residents affected by July's flooding. Homeowners and renters in St. Clair County now have until December 22nd to apply online through FEMA's app or by calling a special helpline. People can also apply at disaster recovery centers in East St. Louis 
and Caseyville. The U.S. Geological Survey reports an earthquake last night in Jefferson County. The 2.5-magnitude quake was centered about three miles east of Kimswick. It was also felt in portions of south St. Louis County. The earthquake hit around 8.30 last night. Seismologists say it was not strong enough to do any damage. Hi there, it's Marissa Ann Lewis-Thompson, your afternoon newscaster here at St. Louis Public Radio. Listener support is STLPR's largest source of revenue and makes podcasts like The Gateway possible. So show your support for regional news in the new year by making a gift at stlpr.org and thanks. As we've mentioned, three former members of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen are headed to prison. Jeffrey Boyd and John Collins Muhammad and former board president Louis Reed were sentenced yesterday after pleading guilty in August to accepting cash and other gifts in exchange for helping a developer receive incentives. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman was at the sentencing hearings and spoke with our Jonathan All. Rachel, all three of the former members of the Board of Aldermen received sentences that were on the high side of sentencing guidelines, right? Yes, Jonathan, that's correct. Each alderman got about a month under what the maximum federal sentencing guidelines called for their crimes. Both Lewis Reed and John Collins Muhammad will spend 45 months in federal prison. That's three years and nine months, plus spend three years on supervised release after that. Jeffrey Boyd will spend three years in prison, 36 months, as the federal government likes to say, and also spend three years on supervised release after he comes out of prison. Why was Jeffrey Boyd's uh, sentence lower? For the sheer fact of the amount of bribes and gifts that he accepted was less in value. Under the federal sentencing guidelines, that meant his crime was considered a little bit less severe. It lowered, therefore, what's known as the overall offense level, which sort of helps set those maximum and minimum sentences. What about fines? Yes, there are fines involved. Essentially, they're being asked to pay back the value of the bribes and the gifts that they received. Jeffrey Boyd, actually, whether it is to balance out the fact that his initial level was considered a little bit less severe has to pay back double of the value. So his fine was up around $23,000. The two other men will pay less than that. What did the defendants for the lawyers ask for and what was their reaction to what they got? The defendants for all three attorneys had asked for probation, saying that essentially the punishment of these men losing their stature, their you know potential future earnings, etc., was enough of a punishment for them. Joseph Fleece, the attorney for John Collins Muhammad, said that while he was disappointed by the sentence, he was not surprised at what Judge Clark had handed down. It's a moment of weakness, several moments of weakness, but he, um, it's, it's not his character at his core, um, and he hopes to be able to redeem himself someday. What did the prosecutors make of the sentences? Prosecutors had said that jail time was necessary to deter future corruption in politicians, and the judge agreed with that statement. He repeated several times that the difference between a politician and a statesman is that a statesman has stress of the soul when they are conducting their business because they want to do it properly. And Judge Stephen Clark, who handled these sentences, had noticed in all three of these cases the casualness with which these three men exchanged bribes with this developer. Special agent in charge Jay Greenberg said, any time that there is a public corruption case, it is a dark day in the city. We all need to trust the government that is here to serve our needs. And so I find uh, today's sentencings, you know, as previously characterized, a sad statement of what has happened here, while there is still hope for what can be better in St. Louis moving forward. When will these three former aldermen report to prison and what's next for the city as this current scandal is over, at least for now? 
Because all three aldermen have been meeting the conditions of bond laid out when they were initially arrested, they will be allowed to report to prison at a later date to be determined by the U.S. Marshals Service. Whether that will be after Christmas or before, again, will be up to the Marshals Service. The city of St. Louis is still looking for ways to reform its incentive process, which is what led to this scandal in the first place. In a statement released on Tuesday night, Mayor Tashara Jones said that city agencies have already taken steps to reform their past practices and increase transparency. And she is also going to be working with newly elected board president Megan Green to push forward some changes to that process legislatively. St. Louis Public Radio Justice correspondent Rachel Littman, thank you. Pleasure as always, Jonathan. Plenty more about this story at stlpr.org. On a much lighter note today, Christmas music. It can be so familiar that it's easy to ignore, but when a great singer interprets the songs, old tunes recall loved ones and cherished moments. Jazz singer Denise Times will try to give her audiences that experience when she plays Jazz St. Louis tonight and tomorrow. Times says she knows how to avoid stepping on a great songwriter's work, but always pours herself into her music. On my one of my CDs, I did a version of Silver Bells, and I did it in a bluesy kind of feel. You know, normally they'll hear city sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style, you know, but not the bluesy version that Denise gives, you know, city sidewalks. Busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. You know, it's that. And it's like that, yeah, moment. You know, people, you can feel it right here. one of the songs that I took and made it mine. And I try to do that with most of the songs that I sing. Some songs, like the Christmas song, you leave it just the way it is. Don't do nothing to it. Sing that song just how it's written. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at This is a song that you just say, I don't want to mess with this because it's just all right, right where it is, <laughs> you know. So sure, you know, because Jingle Bells is something like, you know, but look what they did, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. I mean, yeah, you can kind of do something with Jingle Bells, you know, because Jingle Bells is just one of those songs you can do something with. But if you don't have yourself a merry little Christmas, I don't want to do anything with that. But sing it just the way that it is. <laughs> Sometimes when I do What a Wonderful World, I think about my children, my son Jabril and my daughter Simone, I did a tour some while back. Whenever I would sing that song on tour, I could barely get through it. There's a part in the song where it says, I hear babies cry, 
I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I'm thinking of my babies when I sing that song. If I'm singing something like, I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places that this heart of mine embraces all day through. Thinking of my daddy. People remember their childhood when they hear Christmas music. They remember their loved ones. And that is definitely my aim is to put people back in that spirit, especially with how the world is going right now. And so that's my goal. That's vocalist Denise Times. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin produced this story. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.